Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19. All new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's up, everybody? This is Scott Yeager here with another edition of Challenge Mania, and it is fitting that this episode is sponsored by our good friends over at Papa and Barkley CBD, because as you know, Papa and Barkley and CBD in general, man, is it good for relieving stress? restlessness, pain, a lot of the stuff that you experienced on the very episode of the Challenge All-Stars, we will be discussing with our guest, Casey Cooper, today. Let me tell you that if you go to Papa and Barkley's website, they are on a, a mission to improve lives through CBD in its purest, cleanest form possible, and both Derek and myself are huge fans of this product. It's an award-winning CBD oil and relief drops, as well as capsules, uh, capsules, tinctures, and much more. Go to Papa and Barkley. BarkleyCBD.com slash challenge for 20% off your first purchase. That's 20% off for new customers at P-A-P-A-N-B-A-R-K-L-E-Y-C-B-D.com slash challenge. That's Papa and Barkley, just like you were doing a couple weeks ago, barking at people, D. Papa and BarkleyCBD.com. Man, did you not just hit me up and ask for more of this stuff, D? All right, we'll talk about that after I introduce you. You didn't come for me. You came for D. So on the line right now, straight back from the dead, back from the grave, just like Jon Snow, Mr. Derek Kaczynski. What's up, D? That's right. We're we're here to live. We're here to live and talk about it. That's what we do at Challenge Mania. And let me tell you that Papa and Barkley CBD is legit. Um, Yeah, we're not just trying to sell the product um we're being honest like i literally called scott the other day i was like we need to get did you like it i liked it he like he gave me like raving reviews on how he liked it and uh and i you know i told him the same um so yeah if you did papa and barkley help out with some of the stress caused from this whole ordeal when you got back and and this was all on your mind and weighing on you was it helpful to have this stuff Listen, the bar mitzvahs that I've been going to, the the bar mitzvah tour, like all between that and 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 this episode that we're about to talk to with Casey, the moves, it, it's helped me tremendously. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm not I'm not joking. Like, we need to order some more, Scott. <laughs> yeah, no, we asked for more. Hopefully, they send it to us. Time. If not, we will buy the stuff. Yeah. So, um, all yeah. right, let's talk about this with. Now, it's rare that, for instance, we talk, we keep using the analogy, Jon Snow doesn't then get to go on a podcast and talk to Ollie about it. 
You know what I mean? And yeah. I think what's really cool about this, and obviously you being a good sport about this and our guests being a good sport as well, is that, yes, this was a big competitive move. It did eject you from the game. But you're still a podcast host at heart. You still want to get to the root of some of this stuff. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, D, this was fascinating for 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 you from a podcast hosting perspective, but also you found out and find out about aspects of this move and this elimination here and this backstabbing that you did not know. You find out by getting to interview the person who took you out. How rare is that, that in the challenge world, someone gets to stare into the heart of somebody who took, takes them out of a game and find out how they executed that plan. That's what we're going to do today with Casey Cooper. Yeah, I don't know if they ever did that at the Night's Watch. I don't know if they ever I don't think so. ta- talked about you know the preamble on how they were going to do it, who was the kind of the, the ringleader or the three-headed monster from that side of, uh, of the alliance uh, to, to make this put this plan together and make it happen. You just we just kind of saw you know everybody stabbing Jon Snow, including the little guy, right? The little guy. We're not allowed to yeah, say Ollie. little guy anymore. Watch Ollie. out. Do not be calling people little guys. Don't anymore. call him little Ollie. That's for sure. Yeah. That's, that's, what uh, actually, that's actually what happened. Jon Snow was calling him little Ollie a little too much, and uh, he made him regret it. But luckily, yeah. he had some uh, the red woman on his side who brought him back to life. Mm-hmm. And you will be brought back to life are. as well, my friend, on the and podcast and hopefully on future seasons of The Challenge. Let's get to Casey Cooper because we have uh, a lot to talk to her about. But before we do, we want to remind you guys that this Friday, this coming Friday, depending on when you're listening to this, but probably just in a few days. uh, And when I say Friday, I mean Saturday, uh, December the 18th. We will be at Cobb's Comedy Club. It's late, folks. We will be at Cobb's Comedy Club in San Francisco, California. Now, the meet and greet is sold out, but there are GA tickets available. And boy, do you want these tickets because, yes, Duffy, Janelle, Darrell, Kendall Shepard, yourself, they will all be there. I'm going to ask these folks, at least Darrell and Kendall uh, and Janelle, what was up with this big move from where they sat. We're going to talk to them about that. We only have, I believe, one more week of Spies, Lies, and Allies, so we will know who the winner is when we are live on stage at Cobbs. So it's a lot of fun. It's our holiday party. Dress to impress. Wear your Challenge Mania gear, but if not, rock those ugly Christmas sweaters. Ring in the new year with us, holiday party style at Cobb's Comedy Club. Full vaccination requirements are per the San Francisco City guidelines, so you will need to be fully vaccinated to attend. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have a good time. 1 p.m. meet and greet, 3 p.m. live show, and uh, we're excited to come back out to the Bay Area. A lot of people said our best lineup ever was our first show there, and we might have topped it. So uh, get your tickets at challengemania.live and come party with us on the 18th of December. Yeah, and I just wanted to do a little quick PSA here. Um uh, Scott, you could cut this out if you want, but um, this is kind of actively happening in our school district in, in Morgantown here where there's threats of uh, schools, people bringing guns to schools. And, uh, you know, in, uh, you know, we just had that shooting in, in Michigan there. And um, I just kind of wanted to, uh, you know, as parents, like we're all worried that, you know, and, and scared, obviously, you know, that, you know, have to take this very seriously. I just wanted to encourage, you know, all the parents out there to remind your kids to, to be kind to one another and, um, and, and, and look out and, and be aware of your surroundings. If you see something, say something. Um, but, but more importantly, be nice to, to the people around you. Um, don't bully people, um, you know, just to kind of remind your kids that that's just not the right way. Um, so that's it. Um, sorry, Scott. I just wanted to throw that in there because I'm literally dealing with this before my son goes to school tomorrow. And um, 
yeah, it's just, you know, you just never want any parents to have to go through it. And, uh, you know, we've, we've been seeing it and, uh, you know, God bless everybody that, uh, if, if you've experienced something like this, hopefully it doesn't happen. Uh, to well your said. Well, yeah, that's very important. Well said. Uh, and yeah, no, no graceful way to transition out of that into our guests, but we will do our best to do so. Uh, happy holidays to everybody. Looking forward to seeing you guys in San Francisco. But as Derek said, uh, stay safe. And uh, yeah, we will see you guys in San Francisco and we will see Casey Cooper in just a minute or two here. Here we be go. Be kind. Be kind. I just don't know how kind I'm going to be to Casey once she uh, hits the podcast floor here, Scott. All right. Let's see how it goes. Just kidding. <laughs> lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. All right, let me Google who killed Caesar. I think it was Brutus, right? So I want to make sure. I want to. I want to make sure. I want to make sure. Is I get this before we're gonna start? I want to make sure I get the. Uh, I want to get the real. Uh, okay, Brutus. Okay, got it. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> this is this is uncharted territory because Julius Caesar never got to do a podcast where he got to interview Brutus and Longinus. And yes, I uh, I googled who killed Caesar. And it was conspirators led by Marcus Junius Brutus and Gaius Cassius Longinus. And we have neither of them, but we do have Cassius Cupisus, a.k.a. Miss Casey Cooper. How are you, my friend? Congratulations, the newly married Casey Cooper and currently pregnant. Congratulations all around. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. And congratulations on that savage move you po- you pulled on that asshole yeah. the other night. Or last week on uh, the Challenge All-Stars 2 at Paramount+. Plus. Yeah, can you believe that guy? Welcome. What a jerk. First question is, after that episode aired, <laughs> did your now husband have any sort of like, all right, now, can I really trust this woman for the rest of my life? Like when you guys are up there doing vows, is he looking at you a little differently than he did last Wednesday after seeing, as Derek described, that savage move from you? I mean, do you feel like <sighs> riding that into a wedding maybe kind of offset the energy or was it like even more reason to celebrate? 
it was even more reason to celebrate. <laughs> of course it like, was. He was, the se- he was the second person that I told. Uh, well, no, technically he was the first. He was the first person that I told w- that it happened. and I, But I couldn't tell him really that it happened. Like, I was just like, I did something that you're going to be really proud of me for, and I can't tell you what it is. But, like, just know, like, I did it. I, and you're going to be proud, and I can't wait to like watch this with you. And that was like one, like a big thing for me is like, I really wanted to watch this season, like with my family and with him. And, you know, because I, I don't have a lot of those like moments that I'm super proud of. So I was like, you know, like I hit my goal. Um, Does he hate me too? (laughs) No, no. He, he, he was like, where's Derek at the wedding? And I was like, I, you know, what? Did Steve come to your wedding? No, he could not make it. But he was invited. He was invited. Der- so was Derek. Oh, my God. Derek, you no-showed this way. Unbelievable. Yeah. My God. Can this guy hold a grudge or what? Let me just say this. <laughs> also, when you were picking dates, were you like, hmm, you know what? You know it would be fucking savage if we got married, like, right after this episode aired. Were you like, hey, doing the math? You're like, yeah, no. And probably not, actually, because I th- did not. I mean... Did this kind of sneak up on you? Because, for instance, the, did you guys, I'll ask both of you guys this, did you guys know that episode one was not going to have an elimination? Like, I, I like. let me ask you this both, because obviously for different reasons, you were probably, like, either dreading, in Derek's case, or, well, not really, but, or looking forward to this episode, right? Were you guys doing the math, and did you have this plugged in for, like, a week earlier than it aired because they didn't have an elimination week one? No, no. So um, 12-5-21 was a Sunday. It was an available date at the venue that we wanted. And most importantly, it was a really cool palindrome that looked awesome on our um, invitations. No, I know. I'm, I'm kidding. Scott, I know, I know, I know yeah, you actually did it, not care about this yeah, episode. But. I was going to say, Scott, <laughs> let, and let, me, let me answer that one. I don't think normal people go, hmm, I wonder which date my really cool move on TV happens so I can celebrate that too at my wedding. I don't think anybody does that, Scott. Yeah. Yeah. It just, it, it kind of happened to all three and on it. Like if I was going to plan it out, like I wouldn't put all of the celebrations like in one week. Right. Like I would, I would ideally space them out. It just so happened that it, it was kind of a, a shorter time frame. Well, Derek, so. so you know, obviously, this is your swan song. This is going to be your last <laughs> episode on the season. And you know it's one that like you're probably eager to see because you want to see how they're going to depict it and whatnot. You probably want to see all these interviews from these people who collectively stabbed you in the back. And like, I just want to know, in your mind, yeah. did you think this was going to be week four or week three? It, it, it didn't matter because what it turned into was, in my heart, it turned from Casey's white wedding to my red wedding or vice versa. So no, no one is planning anything around this, Scott. No one knew there was going to be an extra episode. It just happened. We're reality TV cast members. These things just happen. Sometimes by mistake, you throw a party for your friend's demise and you end up watching it at a bowling alley with the guy who did it. And (laughs) I I just want to know, I want you guys to know, I did not think that was going to happen. He's no Casey. He's definitely team Steve and Casey and everybody else that decided to stab me and off me and feed me to the crocodiles next door. uh, He would have been with you. Oh, you should have seen him and Steve on the Halloween Zoom. Like, I felt like. God. Get a room, guys. 
Yeah, it really was. I was like, you guys, like, I introduced you. Like, I'm still here on the call. Like, what is uh, happening? Let me say this and tell me if you agree. Uh, uh, I want, I'm going to ask both of you individually, but uh, I'll start with Derek here. Uh, but, like, for, for instance, I said that in, in a vacuum – Obviously, I wish it happened to somebody else, but I really liked and respected this move that you guys pulled, and I thought it's what season one was missing, right? And then obviously in a vacuum, either way, like I, I, I love you, Casey. I, I really do enjoy Steve in the few weeks that I've known him. And of course, Derek's my guy, right? I think from where I you sit- You love I've, Casey, but I'm your guy? I love really? you too. What I love you too. Fuck? Where am I? So first he turns his back on you with Steve, <laughs> and now he's turning his back on me with you. No, that's not what I wait. Would you rather? I, I okay, think fine. we know me and Case are gonna have to vote off next. I love hey, you as well. You I know thought that plans to like do like a WrestleMania together or something. Like okay. this is not like let let's oh, let's God. be clear. Let's be clear. Derek <laughs> is my plus one to any and all WrestleManias, and Steve is gonna have to take a number. Okay, but no. But here's what I'm saying. Do you think? Because I was I've been following this online. Well, tell and, Steve that me and Scott <laughs> are going to the Royal Rumble yes. on January 28th. We are. Okay? We are. And tell them to suck on that. Yeah, we are. January 29th will be there right after Challenge Mania Live St. Louis. Sold out. We're going to be walking directly from the Schlafly Tap Room all together. the way. Together. Hand in hand. That's right, Steve. And you won't not. be there. Yeah, I won't be answering your text that night, Stevie. Anyway, so yeah. my point is is that I feel Take like that. the internet for the most part has been able to kind of compartmentalize this as well and process it. Like even the Derek fans are like, Oh, Derek sucks to see you go, but awesome move as well. Do you feel like this has been kind of like a, been able to be appreciated for what it is and not just this like divisive, like you have to be team Derek or team, whatever you guys call your little Alliance Casey. We'll get to that. Uh, Cause I feel like it's been very healthy the last eight days or so. What do you guys think? Casey. Oh, me first. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's been pretty healthy. Like, uh, there have been some people that have been a little weird about it. But um, for the most part, like, I I was pleasantly surprised. Because, you know, like, it can go one of two ways. Like, of course, like, I was really excited because it was a move that, like, I was really, you know, and not, like, Which not to take away from Derek. That? But it was just something that I was personally, like, very proud of. Um, and I, I don't have many of those moments, like I said, so I, you know, but it was like, you never know how they're going to edit stuff. Right. So it was like, like, I, I like, I, you know, is Derek the villain? Like I could have been the villain too. Like who knows? It just, um, but no, I, I think everybody that I've seen really was, was very like kind and I appreciated it. Derek, what about you? Do you think that people were able to process this move strategically uh, and also obviously fans of yours being sad to see you go? But that because I've never seen it before where I think people were like by the set, even challenge maniacs. I won't name them because I don't want you to look at them any differently. But they were like, Derek, sad to see you go. But that was an awesome move. Well, just like everybody else, you know, if you're not like a diehard Derek fan, you probably think it was a dickhead move. Uh, yeah, sure. Strategic. But if you're a Derek fan, you're like, what the fuck was that? Um, but just like everybody else, I was rooting for Casey. You know, I was like, I wanted Casey to do well. I, you know, the I'm the first person that hugs her knowing, knowing damn well that she just won this trivia challenge. And it is a huge accomplishment with tears in her eyes. I know I've been in those in those places with her where it's like, it's just not easy for her. This is the challenge. Isn't like built for Casey. We've talked about this before. Like you're mm-hmm. not like, you know, like you're not, 
you, you didn't go and play sports in, in high school and college. And sometimes these things require you to be like, you know, this, you know, this like, you know, whatever, whatever you want to call it in shape, you know, need to fucking shoot a basketball when you've never shot a basketball, whatever. In this case, it's trivia. Now I don't have the basketball. I can't shoot it. I've never done this before. I don't know the answers, but you know, all the answers to the Harry Potter books, you know, all the answers to the Britney Spears songs, like you fucking thrive. And on top of that beam that we haven't talked about this, but the beam with you and tech um, first challenge, like you possibly crawl. She crawled across this thing. TJ was giving a shit about not walking across it. And everybody's like booty humping this thing all the way across. And she literally crawls all the way down. She probably did it the fastest. She had to wait for tech. Right. We did. I, I checked. Yeah. Uh- we did. And also, like, I, I mean, not to toot my own horn, but, like, I'm going to. Yeah, uh, I'll toot your <laughs> horn, too, until we get to the point well, where I'm still asking, like, what the fuck happened? Go ahead, sorry. <laughs> well, I was the only girl that went ahead of her, like, male counterpart. Everybody else went boy and girl. And, like, like I, I, I was so thankful that Tech, like, wanted to be my partner and then gave me the option and totally supported me when I was like, I want to go first. Like, you need to catch up to me. And he was like, yes, absolutely. And it like, we were the only team that did that too. So maybe I can't make a basket, but. I feel like tech might've been slowed down by an appendage that got caught on the thing. You know, (laughs) he's not like, right. Like, you know, it's like, it's like, you know, try crawling on the floor and then try doing it while like holding a suitcase. Like it's not as easy as it looks. And I think that that's a disadvantage that people don't factor in with tech. I think we should start working that into his speed during these things. I'll just say that. Um, That's, Okay, the question on it, Derek, did you have more to that? Well, I'm just saying, like, from the beginning, I I felt like, 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 even before in, in the airport, like, I felt like we were already working together. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I felt like you're waiting in line for star- for Starbucks. I'm waiting in line for food. I get the food. You just barely missed the Starbucks, but we're both eating. 
You know what I mean? Like I felt like me and her were already in survival mode before the game started, but like working together. And then the first, the first play of the game, obviously she knows I'm in a tough situation and I have to put four names on the board to make it easier on me. She comes up and says, why don't you put your, put my name on the board? Leah's going to get the votes. I'm like, bam, we're fucking on it. Um, so like, obviously for me, I was going to continue to, to look out for her the rest of the game, just like we did in the ruins, even in the ruins, Casey, like it wasn't until the bitter end to where we were literally told we can't throw the challenge or else that we didn't throw the challenge. Just wanted to put that out there too. Okay. Sorry, Scott, continue. Um, so let me get all my points out of the way before we get to the death of that Derek. is a latte to unpack there. Um, <laughs> so going all the way back to Starbucks and of course you guys have an illustrious history on, you know, seasons past and everything like that. And then something that we've now learned from other podcasts, although it wasn't as clear in the edit is that you Casey actually, you know, put yourself up as a pawn to use a big brother term earlier on this season when Le- during the Leah vote, which I thought was like very interesting. And obviously shows that you came to play and maybe we would be willing to work with Derek in the future. And then this move kind of sneaks up on everybody. Why don't you walk us through it? When did this first kind of like pop into your head? Um, I know Nehemiah was obviously involved. Steve was obviously involved, but just kind of walk us through everything we didn't see and how, you know, you went from Starbucks and finishing meals and, and, and finishing each other's sentences and everything Derek just described to sending Derek home week four of the first season you guys have played together in, you know, almost 10 years. Looking out for you on the airplane. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> Um, I mean, like, so th- this is honestly like going to be like a little bit to unpack. Um, we got time. Like, absolutely. Right. Like Derek is absolutely right. Like it, it, I'm sure it did seem that way. Um, but I think, you know, first of all, we had an alliance coming into the house and it was canned meat. It was Cancun and fresh meat people. Um, and it was the five of us. And so that was first and foremost, my alliance. Right, and so just, uh, give us the names, Cancun and Fresh Meat. So that's you, Jack, Ryan. Self, Ryan, John A., and Derek. Okay. Oh, wow. And Canned Meat is a great name for an alliance. Uh, did you come up with that? Is that like the big brother viewer no. in you? Like saying, we got to have a cool name that we say when no one else is in the room. Otherwise, it's not real. I think it was Ryan that came up. It was Ryan or Derek that came up with it. But I mean, like, so we all kind of came into the house with that. And and it, it was very beneficial because to me, I felt like a lot of people were talking about Cancun. You know, they weren't the only one with three people on the season there, but they were the most talked about. And the ones that I felt like probably needed, you know, a little bit of like uh, have somebody having their back because Jasmine, it didn't seem like. She had a lot of relationships there necessarily, and it didn't seem like Derek maybe did either. Um, I knew John A had been on season one, obviously. And so, you know, but John A and I stayed very far away from each other within the house. So it was, you know, I don't know that anybody really put two and two together um, because what ended up happening is, you know, as we were talking and talking and, and in those first few days, What you have to understand is that everyone, when they talk about Derek, Derek is everyone's best friend. Derek Kaczynski. Yeah. Okay. And to me, like that raised a really big red flag because I don't care what the rules are. 
if everyone thinks Derek is their best friend, at some point he's going to have to turn on you. And that's like kind of what I started to feel like. I was like, yes, we're in a good spot. But when I look around as the days went by, first and foremost, when I looked around, I and like Derek, like this is a quite like a genuine question for you. When you take like somebody like me, Tina, Katie, Kendall, and Jody, the five of us girls, where do I stand on that totem pole as far as, you know, like I, I don't expect to be higher than Jody, right? I don't think I, I rank higher than Katie, but I felt like I was fifth on that list. And for somebody like you and Brad, I mean, I mean, like, there's a ton of other reasons why, like, I, I wanted to put you in this, but like, one of the biggest ones was like, when I looked at you and Brad, you like, you, I was probably farthest down. I felt like on your totem poles of people that you truly thought were beneficial to you in the game that it just, it made sense to put you guys in there because at some point you weren't, you were going to be running out of favors for me. And all I felt like I was doing was being there to help you to get to the end. Does that make sense? Sure. Sure. Um, I mean, for me, the, the rank the, the those re- women for us, Derek. Uh, no, nah, I'm not going to rank because, <laughs> yeah, never yeah. Know, because, because here's the thing. Here's the thing, Scott. So, um, like I had a lot of trouble with, with the first vote. Um, because like, I, I did feel like I was pretty good, cool with everybody, you know, like, I feel mm-hmm. like I had a, a genuine relationship friendship. I didn't want to hurt anybody. I didn't want to put these names on the board and I was forced to do it. And it, 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 it sucked. Like I can't, that's why I, the, the next one, I was like, I was like, I, I was already fighting for if people have to raise their, their hands for, if people have to volunteer to, um, to be team captains from here on out, the game goes, I'm not going in. Like I was already like me, Darrell, MJ had already kind of had this conversation. Like after Darrell had already gone in to, um, you know, raise his name to be team captain. Cause the bottom person, the losing team, the team captains go in. I was already fucking bent out of shape about, I'm not volunteering again. I didn't volunteer the first time I won the first time, but if we're volunteering from here on out, I'm not raising my hand because I already, I already, uh, did the, like, I already, um, uh, what's it called? I already fucking did my dirt. You know what I mean? I already Mm -hmm. fucking put four names up there. Like now it's your turn. Now you go out there, you go, you win or be volunteer to be team captain and you go fucking put four names on the board and see what it feels like. Cause it's, it was not easy from the beginning. That's also why I was so pissed off. Um, for, because the, the votes that came my way, the people that voted for me when I had power, I didn't vote them in. I didn't, I didn't put their names up on the board. So why are you putting, why are you trying to take me out of the game right now? When I could look out for you, I was able to look out for you. Now, Casey, you had the whole Steve thing, and I get it. Like, we're, we're getting to to further uh, part in your story on how this all happened. But, like, for, like it, it, I forgot what the question was. The knee-jerk reaction answer was, we're trying to I'm, – I'm trying to look out for Casey. Like, I will be actively looking out for Casey. And as the game goes on, things happen. People fall out. Fucking people get into fights. People get injured shit happens along the way where you're like, Oh, 
let's fucking keep Casey out of this one. That's how, you know, like, keep, you know what I mean? Like there's ways to do it. And I think that that's like my initial response to her being like, well, what's your totem pole? And my answer would be like, I'm going to look out for you. However I can, because we can find a way to keep Casey in the game. But don't you think, let, let me ask you, Casey, if this had anything to do with it. So, so it sounds like the game that you wanted to play, Derek, which I get, and this is how you end up having 30 friends, which is good, sort of, on one hand, but is that your game is, let me try to burn as few bridges as possible and systematically put in people that I that would have the least gripe with me if I put them in. So, hey, I'm putting Derek Chavez in even though I like him because Nehemiah wants him in. I'm putting Steve in because I don't know him, and he's probably the last guy I hear I have no connection with. And then after that, you're tapping out. You're like, I don't even want to have to put anyone in after that. Sorry, that's terrible, right? Throw Leah in there as well. And then Casey said, hey, put me in as a pawn. So you got off fairly easy, and even that was too much for you. You're like, I don't like doing this. I don't like getting my hands dirty. Casey went the other route with it. Yeah. Not only did she not like do process of elimination, she literally goes, what's the biggest move I can make? She actually like, well, Nehemiah had played a part in this, but they built in putting in Jody and Kahuta to make sure they didn't use their uh, life shields on you. Like this was like, we keep saying assassination. We keep saying like, this was a like very, uh, this was a precision-based attack to get you, one of the most popular and most feared players in the game, into an elimination with Brad, someone you work with and someone who is equally as competitive as you are, right? So she made the most of this move. She didn't say, hey, how can I do the least? She said, how can I do the most? Casey, let me ask you, like, do you feel like you you were sort of like, hey, this is the hand I've been dealt. I have the power. I want to make the most of this. Did this feel like kind of like not, quote unquote, to use a big brother term, uh, not wanting to waste an HOH, if that makes sense? Like, let me see if I can make the most out of this rather than just like get my hands the least dirty. Let me make these hands fucking filthy. First of all, this was like the, per- like when I say that this was the perfect storm, Like, this was the perfect storm. You don't get Brad to lose any challenge and automatically go into an elimination. And this was, you know, this was the perfect storm. That's a great point. That's a great point. But no, look, who else do you put up against Brad? And this is, like, I mean this as a very high compliment to you, Derek. Like, like, you know, it's like when Beyonce said, like, who else do you want me to date other than Jay-Z? Like, it's like, who else is a worthy adversary against Brad to go into an elimination. By the way, side note, I had just watched Gauntlet 2 right before um, coming on to the season. So it was kind of cool to see you guys go at it again. Because didn't you guys do the, 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 it was the coconuts, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was like, you know, that that was like a little added bonus just for me personally. But it was like, who else do do we put in there? Um, and And I will... I feel like you're going to be in your hate. I don't know if you're going to hate me for saying this, but I, I will also say like, it felt like there would like Derek, the way that Derek moved in the house was different. Like, and I mean that in the sense that like you, I don't know if I would like quite call you like cocky within the house. I might go so far as to say like, it felt like, the way that you moved in the house, like was starting to come off as a little bit of like a, don't kill me. 
is a bad that, guy. Tomorrow no. is tomorrow is assumed. No. Not, MJF. Not, tomorrow is MJF. assumed not a privilege. Like you know, he kind of it was that very mainly? entitled, very entitled to be there, very entitled to get to the end. <laughs> oh like, yeah, I like I'm I'm sorry, yeah. and that's you know that's kind of what it became. And when we were in that position, it was like I could kind of see how that was you know kind of pissing a few people off, and I could see where. You know, like Nehemiah and I had both had conversations like as a side note, like I approached Nehemiah for a lot of this. It wasn't Nehemiah's master plan. Like we were both while we weren't really in an alliance, like we were also working together and like had both kind of agreed like, yeah, like this would be a good move. Like, absolutely. Because I knew his whole room was starting to get like feel a little irritated. There was starting to be this divide on the guy's side, especially of like all the dudes upstairs and all the dudes downstairs. So it just like, it, it felt like a move. Yes, it was good. Yes. It fed my ego, of course. And I loved it, but like, it also felt like a very smart move that would, I would get the least amount of backlash on because again, this is what a lot of people were kind of hoping for. Right. And to get you guys into an elimination, both of you, it got one of the top players out no matter what. So like how many, I mean, how many wins? And, you know, I will also say this, like, I didn't want Katie there either. Like I I needed Katie gone. (laughs) You have to understand, like when you guys have so many friends in the house and it's something that you guys talk about and, and Katie had told me like, Like, I never expect to go into elimination. As soon as she said that to me, I was like, holy fuck, you have to go. I know you're never going to see an elimination because you're friends with everybody. And same as you, Derek, it was like nobody would have voted her in. So it was like, yes, when she quit immediately, I was like, thank God. And had I not won, I'm like, I mean, I bet money on the fact that Katie would have been like, I want Casey a thousand percent. So yes, Katie also had to go putting Ayana in there and kind of letting Steve take the fall for it was even like, just, I, I mean, you can't write it better. That was for me. Like, I, I, I mean, look, here's the deal. I want to give you guys credit where credit is due. Like, I feel like I wouldn't even be, have been into consideration for all stars had it not been for the both of you and for like, putting me on the podcast like last year and everything. And, you know, like for you, Derek, like encouraging you, like, just come on, like, it'll be fun, whatever. Like, I, I don't want you to feel like I, you know, don't love you and respect you. Like it wasn't something that I felt like maliciously for, but it was like, you know, after coming from getting turned into an alternate, realizing like, you know, going back and like watching all of this again with like, just like a different set of eyes and, you know, coming back, putting forth all of this work and effort and training into, you know, being the best that I could be and like really proving to myself, like what happens if I, if I try. What happens when I don't have all of these boys behind me What happens when I just, when I rely on myself and like, you're right, maybe I don't have all the muscles, but I've got a huge muscle and that's my brain and I will be damned if I don't use it. 
because this, you know, we all have our strong suits. And I think that that could be mine. And so like, for me, it was, like I said, like, it wasn't malicious, like this meant something. And so making a big move like this, you know, yeah, it fed my ego, but it also like, I think for me, like, I just needed it so badly personally, just to say like, you know what, like, fuck everyone. Like, it's okay that I'm here. It's okay that I take up space. It is so beyond okay that like, you know, like, I'm just so sick of, oh, like, she's the worst. I'm not the fucking worst. I just didn't fucking care. Like, look what happens when I do try. You know, it was like, it was just like a moment for me to kind of like come away from it and be like, hell yeah, I can do that. You know, I don't ever want to do it again. Like this sucks. The whole night before that, I was like sobbing outside with LT and he's like, calm the fuck down. But it was like, you know, it was a moment that like, I just, I needed for myself to give myself this like boost of confidence and continue on. Well, that makes me feel a lot better. (laughs) Like, I'm sorry. I feel like that was like really long. I just like, you know, I I don't want you to feel like it it was like, it wasn't malicious. Like I do, like, I appreciate you so much, but it it was like, it was, and it was personal, but it was personal to me. It wasn't anything that like, you know, and I, like, I joke about it because, you know, and like the chubby's outfits and stuff, because like, like, I appreciate you. Like I, I do consider you a friend, you know what I mean? Like, it's not, I'm not like digging at you or anything like that. It's, you know, like it's, it's jokes, but, um, but yeah, like that, that's what it was. So anyway, <laughs> yeah. Well, as no, a viewer, okay. as a viewer, I, I, I watch every season of the challenge secretly and hoping not even secretly openly on a podcast every week, begging for people to play like that. And when I talk to people like Derek or other cast members and I go like, for instance, here's a perfect example. A couple days before, Nehemiah, who's someone who Derek isn't even necessarily working with, who, when you talk about those totem poles, is probably fairly low on Derek's, he was still nice enough to go to the guy and say, who do you want to go against? And then give him the, no offense, but the layup win to ensure he can come back. Like, I wish that Derek would say, Nehemiah's in, cool, we lucked out there. Throw him in against another person to guarantee that either Nehemiah or someone else goes home week one. But he doesn't even play like that because he would rather not rustle any feathers, keep the tides high, and then, yeah, maybe they duke it out in the like final eight or final four or whatever, and then hopefully we all go to the final, and if not, who knows? And like the fact that you guys switched it up a little bit and thought, hey, we got this blessing of Brad going in. There's an alternate universe where you guys just go to Brad and say, hey, Brad, who do you, got, who do you want to go against? And he goes, uh, yeah, give me a good, uh, maybe that Steve guy or Tech. Tech's, you know, maybe I can be Tech. And then we just get like another week of Brad beating the guy he thought he could beat and beating him, you know? And like, I, obviously, we'll still probably get a few more of those weeks. Maybe we won't because this will offset the energy and everything like that and the karma. But like, I'm like, I wish that more people played like this and we got more episodes like this. And honestly, I wish no offense D that people like you couldn't walk around the house thinking, you know, that tomorrow is promised because you never know when this is going to happen. But after doing season one, you'd be stupid to think this would happen because this didn't happen even like for a sniff season one. So I don't know. I'm glad that this has kind of maybe reset the energy, not just for this season, but for future seasons. Cause as a viewer, this is how like we play board games and stuff. And this is how like we play, you know, video games and it, to watch like real people go out there and just be like, so worried about tiptoeing around 
the, the strategy of trying to get the best people out when you have the chance is a bit frustrating. So thank you for opening that door, even if for a little <laughs> bit of a crack there, Casey. Uh, so let me talk about this entitled walk around the house that I've been having or whatever. However, we tried to describe that, uh, Casey and Scott, um, I think you tried to allude to, what'd you say? Tomorrow isn't promised or something like that. Yeah. Like, I, you know, for a guy uh, like you, a guy like Darrell, as Casey said, you could be, maybe you're walking around the so, house, assuming that tomorrow is uh, an inevitability at this point. Let, so let me just tell you that this is not an entitled, uh, uh, posture. I believe it's more of like a fuck. I, this can happen to me at any point. You know, I've already pissed off some people. Um, I don't know the ripple effect of, you know, the can't, you know, putting Derek in and, 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 and how many people I pissed off with that because clearly he has numbers. And then Steve has these surprising numbers. He's got like, all of a sudden I'm thinking Steve's going in 100%. And then all of a sudden you got the Steve Nehemiah Alliance sort of brewing by proxy of me being the bad guy, because I just had to, I didn't give one guy what he wanted and I put the other guy in. So now it's, now it's like, it's a trial by, or what's it called? When, 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 uh, uh, you know, you're, 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 they're kind of in the same boat, right? They've got a common enemy now so they can team up. Right. So it's like the, the posture wasn't, um, was, you know, I think, I think the way road rules, MTV.com road rules described that guy was confident almost to the point of cockiness. And I was like, Oh shit, really? That's the first description that they ever gave me. And, uh, I hope it, it didn't come off like that. Um, Casey, but, um, I, I knew, like, I knew that, I was always going to be under fire, but I was always excited for whatever, whatever the game was going to bring, you know? So even with like the pressure and you guys voting me in and me not knowing, um, you know, which, which way, you know, a few of the people who I thought I was also equally as cool with were going to go there for me, it was kind of like, a uh, it, it, it was, it was kind of thrilling. You know what I mean? It was kind of like, Okay, all right. I've I've never had this many people um, you know, come at me. And if they do, let's have fucking fun with it. So, um, but obviously it's like your defense mechanisms kick in and like while we're in the house, like you know, I'm just trying to have a good time. So uh so yeah. Um anyway, yeah, I, I've been hearing that uh Derek has been giving giving off quite the uh some of the heel uh characteristics there. So um but that's mainly because I went against the girl that everybody's rooting for. So I will give you that and I will turn into the bad guy for you, Casey. That's fine. So from here on out, I'm going to be the bad guy. Well, they didn't even show like <laughs> in like when we were giving our speeches, like they, first of all, <sighs> here's, here's some of the things that they didn't show right before we went up there. Like, I don't know if we're allowed to say this or not, but there was a, there was quite, there was some time before this selection happened. And when we actually voted, there was, there was quite a, a gap of time. And like, whereas Derek seems to be like thriving in this, like, I don't know what's going to happen. I was like, like, 
on an emotional roller coaster of like, how, like, you know, like uh, we really stacked the votes in his favor. I didn't know if, if he and the girls were like trying to flip the votes or whatever, but like the girls were not speaking to me. Like Katie, Kendall and Jody would not speak to me. I, I was like, Derek, what Derek and I weren't really speaking. Like it was a very, like very nerve wracking time. Quiet. Quiet. It was for me at least. Well, right before we went up there, you had come into the room to me and I wore that white dress and I was like, this could all explode in my face, but at least I'm going to look good doing it. Like, you know, this is my last, like, this could be my last hurrah. And so you would come in and I was so focused on the girls not speaking to me. Like I had this whole, you know, I was like running through this speech in my head about like why I had picked Ayana and Kendall because Kendall was not happy that I, that, that she was up there on the board. And you would come in, Derek, and you said something to me to the effect of, or, or the way that I took it was, you know, you know, we're both going to say some things up there and let's try not to make it personal. And I really didn't, like, I thought you had a kind of appreciated the move that we made for what it was. And it wasn't until that moment that I realized like, oh shit, you're about to say some real fucked up shit. And that's why you just said, let's not take it personal. So then, like, within the next, like, 20 minutes, like, I kind of, like, thought about that and realized, like, I need to, I need to rework this. It's not the girls I need to worry about. Like, it's Derek. And he's about to, like, come after me up there. And one of the things that you said, and and I, do you know what, what one of, do you know what it was that, that pissed me off? Because I think you do. Um, I, I said, I, I, I did this. I, I think that I, I came at you in hopefully a somewhat joking fashion because it was opposite of how I went at Steve. Cause I really wanted to just take Steve's head off. Uh, and I kept saying that and they didn't play that. Um, but I said that I was going to feed you to the next girl that wanted to eat you. That, that was one of them, but you kept calling me little Casey the entire time. Oh. <laughs> and that's what really dug into me. Mm. And so then, you know, cause I told her, I was like, stop calling me little Casey. Like I don't, oh. I'm not that here. Like I, it's been so many years. I wanted to come back and I oh. really, I really wanted to try it, you know? And that's why Nehemiah would always Casey, the accountant and all of these things, because I, I was very adamant about that. Like, you know, I just, oh. It was a nickname from back in the day. Like, it's cute and it's fine. It just... I didn't you know. know. I didn't know. Yeah. And so you kept calling me that. And then when you said... <laughs> that's why I snapped back at you, like, real hard when you were like, oh, my life shields. I was like, the fuck they are. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, they fucking are. <laughs> and you're like, ha, no, they're not. They're on fire down by the beach, asshole. <laughs> and I was like, fuck you. <laughs> without saying all that that's pretty much what we said to each other so i wish yeah. we got to see this <laughs> no, it was, like i feel like i had a really long speech and i also called out the fact like i didn't know like i kind of i told them in the beginning of the speech too i was like when we made this like selection there were seven people that were gonna vote Derek, and we'll see now like you know, who the people who keep their word are. And as it turned out, there were exactly seven people that voted for him. I, I felt like we had six at that point, but I just, I said seven. Cause I was like, if I say six and somebody falters, then it's a tie. Like I have to say seven. And as it started going around two people, 
flipped on what I really thought that they were going to do. Um, and that was Tina and MJ. And they both voted Derek in? No. No, Tina, I had asked Tina, um, like right before Steven and I went into for selection, she looked at me and she was like, it's going to be me. I was like, it's not, but I might need a favor from you. Cause I, I didn't have any reason to put Tina in. Like it wasn't, you know, like we were, we weren't working together, but I was like, I don't <laughs> like, I don't want you and Katie to both go in and then have one of you guys gun in for me. Like, that's not going to work. So no, Tina does not need to go in on this. But I was like, no, like, like I may need a favor from you. I didn't know where you guys stood as far as like her loyalties. Cause she kept being like, you know, I don't have alliances and whatever, but I was just like, you know, do me a solid. And then when she put two and two together, she was like, I don't know if I can, I don't, I need to sleep on this. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And so I thought she was basically nicely telling me, like, I'm not voting to put Derek in. And MJ knew that I wanted to like flush those life shields out. And that my original plan was to put MJ in. Cause I told him this on the bus on the way back. I was like, I don't think you're in danger. I think Kahuta is going to save you, but I'm going to put your name on the fucking board so that Kahuta uses it on you and I can put Derek in. And MJ was like, oh, like, you know, MJ knew that was my plan. He wasn't happy about it because he didn't want his name on the board. But at the end of the day, that's the only way I knew how to flush Kahuta's life shield. And I thought Jody would use hers on Kendall. Then, of course, as we all know, Steve came up with a way more efficient plan, and that was even better. But... I mean, I thought that MJ would have voted with us and that he understood the plan. So Katie, so Kate, I mean, so Tina voted Derek in and MJ did not. Correct. Got it. Okay. So those were the two that went the other way that you thought. Yeah. And so, and... I guess my question is this, Casey. Was that clear to you how these life shields worked up until that point? No, because like, we were down there. I was, like, I was like, Steve, I don't think you can do that. And he's like, well, let's just ask. And then they were like, yeah, you can do it. And I was well, like, that's, they probably, that's he, you probably so gave, excited. you probably gave them the option in that moment to decide. And they were like, oh, how good is this? No, no, no. Yeah, you can do that. <laughs> right. If I had to guess. Dude. Dude, uh, I, I like, yeah, I mean, it wasn't clear up until that point that that's how the life shields worked. Like, I was just under the impression. Now, again, there's been one elimination, two eliminations. We're just kind of like the, the life shields are kind of being used in ways that, you know, on the fly, Ion is just like making up a rule. Um, and, uh, do you the know, life shields then, last more than one like, week or it's just the next, I mean, it's just the next one. Just that week. Right. Oh. And so, so, and so, yeah. I, yeah, he does say to save someone else or yourself. So I do feel like it's implied that you would have to make the decision one or the other. The, the question is whether they have immunity and life shields. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. But you, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. So I, I, now that I'm thinking about it, I think it does kind of make sense that you would have to put people in that position. And it would only apply – what's what's ballsy about it is the fact that, I mean, Kahuta and Jody are both like, you know, people you wouldn't want to cross, especially if they have the life shield. 
but to have the balls to do it just to get those life shields out of the game and risk like them being upset, which they kind of like took it in jest, at least on the surface. But like they're like, it's kind of the, the power that they have. They don't have like literal immunity, but you would assume like, well, why like do this just to get rid of the life shields? It's going to piss off four people instead of two, you know, or, or you know, six people instead of four. So honestly, I think it was like a, a brilliant move in that regard. Probably one that the challenge gods haven't really thought of. And that now I assume people are going to use more often to just like get those life shields out of the game. Like, I don't know if this happens going forward in this season, but like, why not like just build that in? Hey, win a life shield. Good luck. But we're, you're going to be the first two people voted in. Right. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I I stopped playing the game last week when, uh, when Casey, uh, decided to burn those things. So well, now you get to watch um, it with me and pick it apart. You know what I mean? But like you, Derek, let me ask you in a vacuum. Now that you know that, now that you know that you can always, if someone has a life shield, just like throw them in, they have to use it on themselves. Right. Is that something you're going to put in your quill and, and, you know, kind of, maybe you know, I mean, I, I mean, again, I think it's just like, if you're, you know, it, like if they put, you know, someone close to you up there, um, you know, you're forced to sort of use that life shield. Like say if I come back, right. If I came back and you know, they put someone up there that, you know, I, but now there's a divide though. Right. So it's either like it's upstairs versus downstairs from here on out. Like that's, that's, that's what it is. The, 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 the divide is there. So obviously if there's someone on my team, they might as well just break you guys up as red and blue at this point. Um, if it's someone on my team, do I use it, um, to save them? knowing that they're just going to put someone else's name up there from my alliance that they're going to take out. You know what I mean? So then you're kind of like, you're still, you're still kind of showing your cards when you're using this life shield. So not uh, necessarily. I don't think so. Okay. I, I, if you, well, and here's the thing, like for us, if, if nobody knows that as can meet, we're working together, you know, like, I mean, you got to get a good actor in there, but you can kind of hide you know, whether or not you're working together with somebody. I think that's a fair move too. just throw a curveball. Oh yeah. Like, you know, I'm going to, I don't know. I guess I'd have to think about how to do it, but I, th- I think you can kind of fake some people out on who you're really aligned with. If you played your cards, right. We have a bunch right. of questions from challenge maniacs. I'm going to start rolling through these. Go ahead. And l- let me go. Let me go one more here. So, if I had politicked, because you talk about like the night before and it being kind of like, you know, you're trying to figure things out. Will the numbers, you know, stick? Will my seven stick with me and, uh, and, 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 and go, you know, go my way, vote my way. So I was thinking, you know, and I didn't politic. I didn't talk to anybody. I just said, fuck it, do whatever. And I talked to MJ and, and John A a little bit and they said, we're sticking with you. I said, cool. And, you know, Darrell said, are you sticking with me? I said, cool. All right. I got three. And then I just hoped, although I didn't like care that much, I was going to take it on the chin if I needed to. But I thought that maybe if I got, if tech Latarian and Tina would have voted my way, then, and maybe Jasmine, if I really tried, then I would have won the vote. Casey. No, you wouldn't have gotten Jasmine tech or LT. You could have gotten Tina, but you wouldn't have got the three of them. Okay, so if I got Tina, then how many more would I need to have saved me? Had had it gotten to John A, she would have voted my way. I knew so John. John so A John A, A voted me. voted on Derek's side because she knew it didn't matter. You yeah, you were going in no matter what. Oh wow! 
<laughs> she straight up, she straight up told me the night before. She was like, "I'm not voting for you." The night before, me and MJ I are not voting she for you. Told me at the beach that day that she was going to do that. She's like, "I'll sit at the end, and if worse comes to worse, you know." Oh, she's so smart. It, but she's that's so why smart. Janet and I barely talk to each other in the house, so you, nobody would have even known. Oh my god. Yeah, that's you were, dude. Slick. This was this was, and I mean, come on, dude. She John Wilkes boothed your ass. If you, I, I'll, I'll tell you this much too, and I haven't told anybody else this, really. And this will, this might fuck with you a little bit too. But um, <laughs> it was just John A. and I up there. I, I looked at her, and I don't know. I, I, you'd have to ask her. But I looked at her, and I was like, if you don't want this, I want it, and you're not going in. So. You want to get the question wrong and give it to me? Great. If not, like I'm gunning for the win. So just so you know, you're safe either way. I want the win. It matters to me. So okay. you basically wanted the pressure. You wanted the opportunity to make the move. You saw that, like now, because the guys went first, or right, or no? Girls went first. Girls went first. So you at this point don't know that Brad is the guy going in, right? No, but I knew that Katie had fell first, and that was the thing, right? I you was wanted like, Katie out. Yeah. Well, I, I felt like if Katie was for sure going in, I was probably somebody that she would want to pick to go into an elimination with. Oh, interesting. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. You know what's so interesting? Like, what's funny is, and I like, you know, kind and, of. And Ayana approached- was a good. Ayana was the right. I mean, Ayana just kind of gave it to you guys, right? She was like, I'm going in. She didn't even care, right? No, and, and it was a great, like, and I, I, I explained everything to Ayana too. I was like, look, like, I want you to come back. The thing of it is, is it worked out again with that perfect storm because luck of the draw and Ayana no, not knowing that first question, I could spin it to everyone and say, hey, Ayana fell first. It was fair. All right, more with Casey in just a moment here, but I want to take a second to talk to you guys one more time about the sponsor we dropped at the beginning of the podcast. And we mentioned them early because Derek and I are both big fans of Papa and Barkley. They, of course, make CBD products. And when it comes to stress, as we've talked about with this episode here and all the stress involved in the game, there's a lot to talk about when it comes to the benefits of CBD, but it's it's hard to find reliable products. Well, we've had a lot of CBD sponsors over the years. Papa and Barkley is by far our favorite so far. They create award-winning CBD solutions for pain, stress, sleep, everyday wellness, and Trust me, as you can hear from this episode, Derek in particular, going through a lot of that. Unlike the less effective CBD brands that have an, un, this one has an unmatched, clean, chemical-free, whole plant process with proven results. Poppin' Barkley understands wanting the absolute best for people that we care about most. And it all started with a son trying to help his father find relief from debilitating pain so he could get his life back. And today, they're still putting the same care into improving lives with an award-winning CBD solution for discomfort, stress, sleep, and everyday wellness. We've been loving this product. Derek and I are both out of the capsules. We just requested more, but that's not all they make. They also have bombs, oils, tinctures, capsules. Trust me, it helps me sleep, helps me wake up in the morning. And as I said before, it helps alleviate a lot of that stress that comes not just when you're on the challenge, but when you're podcasting about it too. Pop and Barkley is on a mission to improve lives through CBD. And guess what? They're going to save you 20%. Go to popandbarkleycbd.com slash challenge for 20% off your first purchase. That's $20 off for new customers, new challenge maniacs at PAP. B-A-N-B-A-R-K-L-E-Y-C-B-D.com slash challenge. All right, more with Miss Casey Cooper. 
Well, I'll say this. I misread this. Uh, I misread this. So like when I was interviewing Steve after the episode and I kind of assumed and and asked him like, because I know him and him and Katie have a past and they're, you know, she's probably his number one going into the game. And that was she kind of like, did you guys focus so much on the Derek side of things that you kind of conceded more on the Katie side of things? And if you could play that out differently, would you? I kind of felt like Katie had – because I said not only did you have Kendall go up as sort of this pawn, which Katie didn't want, you give her Ayana, which Ayana, no offense to Katie, is probably after the two eliminations we've seen her in so far, primed to take out someone like Katie depending on what the elimination is. Um, And so I didn't realize how you were – you had really had your sights set on getting rid of Katie – it wasn't as if Katie was someone who just kind of was the, you know, um, yeah, I, what's what, what's the term? Somewhat like an unfortunate casualty here. Like you kind of had your sight, sight center because as, as a viewer, they make it all about the Derek side. And Katie yeah. is sort of treats Steve like an idiot. Like, how did you let this happen? This isn't what I wanted. Then she feels mentally checked out. She ends up losing. We didn't get to see your mindset about the Katie side of things, which it sounds like that was what you had your heart set on even first before you even saw how the guy side aligned. Yeah. And like, it, like, first of all, I have no ill will towards Katie. It was one of those like eat or be eaten situations where I felt like if Katie stays in the game any longer, she's got too many friends. This is only come back, going to come back to bite me in the ass. Steve to his credit, definitely fought. He was like, why not Jasmine? Why not Jasmine? And I told him, my, my reasoning to Steve without being able to tell him, like, she's in my alliance, there's absolutely not a chance in hell that she's going in, is was, you know, I need the other smallest girl here to save my ass in the future. I can't be the smallest girl here. Jasmine's got to stay for my own benefit. When really, yes, she was in my alliance. There was absolutely no way in hell she was ever going in. There was no way in hell John A was ever going in. And it worked out. I didn't want to throw in Janelle. I didn't want to throw in Melinda. I had no reason to. I also didn't want to piss Tina off. I had no reason to. Ayana was the perfect situation. And then Steve ended up catching so much flack for everything. You know, I and I love Steve. I, this is a real dick move, I guess, like looking back on it and explaining it. But it just kind of allowed me to sit back and let Steve take the heat without basically outright saying like, yeah, this was all really great for me, guys. Sorry about it. You know, like I don't know. I mean, I, yeah, I, I look, I, that's I, how I, that's how I read it too. I, I read it as like Steve's the fall guy, and that's fine because I still like Casey. I'm mad at her. She's an asshole for doing this. I know that she's gonna, you know, this is like something she wanted to do it after the fact. I was ha- still happy for you, um, but Steve, I was like, he's the fall guy, and 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 that's fine. Because, like, I'd rather fucking come after his ass and talk to Casey about it later. But um, I, he was completely the fall guy. And, like, it was, like, perfect. I was, like, really only mad at Steve. Like, as you could tell, I was kind of, like, trying to not be too harsh when I was talking to you. Um, but with Steve, I was, like, I'm fucking going headhunting. And, I mean, he was the perfect fall guy. I mean, it was, it was, it was correct. It seems like for as much credit as you, go ahead. like he's been great ever since I announced the pregnancy and everything. Like he, like he messages me all the time. He's like, how are you feeling? And so it's like, 
you know, I say all of this to like, because like, it doesn't feel great. Like using people to do this at the same time, again, like this was very like personal to me. Like I wanted to show that like, I am capable of doing this. It doesn't feel great, but you know, I, I came to play. And I think for me too, like coming back to an all-star season, when there's this much money on the line, when you're this much older, the money and the opportunity of winning and just like showing this, like at least being able to say like, you know, I can make it this far. And I, you know, I'm so much different and I've grown and I've learned from doing all of this. Like that was way more important to me than playing Mr. Nice Guy. Like I always have. And maybe that's why Nehemiah and I got along so well too. I mean, we've always gotten along really well, but I feel like we really understood each other on this particular season because I think we both felt very similar about our past gameplay and how we wanted to come into the house this time. Um, it seems like for all the credit you've been getting, there's even like more nuance to it and stuff. And like the way you were, I mean, the John a stuff and, you know, things that played out one way of, of like, you know, votes that went Derek's way, not even really being there, that kind of being just a facade because they didn't ultimately matter. I don't think Joe, I don't think John a, if, if it left her was the swing boat for her, she, she would have gone the other way. Just throwing it out there. Well, we're going to find out. We're going to ask her uh, at some point. But And then the stuff with Katie and Steve and everything. Let me ask you, do you feel – because, okay, so, you know, a lot of this has to do with how you were, I guess, viewed your first go-around on the challenge. You know, we've seen such some of the clips that they've revisited of you not wanting a bungee jump, things like that. You go back to the nickname Little Casey and having outgrown that literally and figuratively. Like, let me ask you. Was this the highlight of your challenge career? Now, we don't know where your season goes, but I'll say up until this point, was this the most validating sort of conquest from winning the the daily to executing this plan and doing it in a way that has managed to be devious, but also respected almost across the board uh, from anyone other than, as Derek put it, the most like stout Derek supporters? You know, everyone, I think, can respect at least an aspect of this along the way, you know. Uh, like, has this been the Casey Cooper challenge career highlight to this point? Um, yeah, definitely. And I think like something else, I mean, I don't know. Well, I, uh, yeah. Like yeah, more yeah. validating than like finish it. Like for instance, like, cause you, you know, you finished the final right on, uh, on fresh meat, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Part of the part of a duo of five elimination wins. Yep. So like now, but, but for instance, but just top it. But let's say, topic. but let's be it's honest. Like you were not given at the time, or I think even retroactively, a lot of the credit for that. Whether that's deserved or not, we can all agree that you know the narrative is that you know Wes, you know, help had oh, more to do with that than yeah, you did. Yeah. You though are being given more credit, if not all the credit, for this move. Even though obviously you had people who helped and gave advice, and Steve, and there was a lot of people involved. I think you have been kind of put in the mastermind position here and gotten the credit that a lot of the time in your career, even when you deserved it, it went on to the males you were partnered with or other people in the game. So does that have a lot to do with it? The idea that like, you know, even like a season long triumph of like making it all the way to the end, winning all those eliminations, getting some money at the end, that this is more validating because it's like, finally you're getting your just due for your participation and your role in all of this. Yeah. Cause I, I, I wanted to be respected, I think like, and I wanted to be respected like for being me. Like I, to this day, I mean, like when people 
you know, like talk, it's, it's there. They always have questions about Wes or Evan and Kenny and Johnny. And it's like, it's never like, it, it very rarely is it, you know, something that I did where, Whereas there, I mean, there were quite a lot of situations I feel like, especially like on the gauntlet three. And there were some situations on the ruins that I feel like I played a very heavy hand in, but I never, you know, like I just kind of like laid back and let other people, you know, like take the clout for it. And, and that was convenient. And that, that definitely helped my game in the long run was to kind of, Oh yeah. Like I'm just little Casey. I'm so stupid. But like in this challenge I'm not little anymore yeah like it was finally I was like I don't I don't want it to be like that like I want to do things on my own terms I don't want to hide behind anybody if I'm gonna make a big risk you know like let it be mine and let people ask me questions about what I did as opposed to how it was to play alongside these other people Let's get to some of these questions. All right. Um, some of these we've covered, um, like Mel, who said, why is she mad at D? Throwing him in seemed personal. <laughs> we got to that. Not personal. Um, okay. Um, hmm. I was right. hoping that I, I was hoping that I didn't do anything, um, you know, that like pissed you off. I was hoping that, you know, during my prances around the house, as maybe one would call it, um, I didn't like say something or do something that was like, you know, really uh, upset you. So I'm glad that it was just like a, you know, game move. And, um, uh, you know, and I, and, um, I, you know, I mean, aside from it happening to me, you know, I'm proud of you, you know, (laughs) I don't know how to, I don't, I don't know how I'm going to take you if I see you in another game. Cause now I'm like, all right, she's not little Casey anymore. You got it. You might as well just put that into the vocabulary of like canceled words that we cannot use anymore. And you know, I, we got, is she killer Casey? Is she queen Casey? I, I like queen Casey. Cutthroat Casey. <laughs> At least uh, that's what happened to me. I mean, uh, uh, yeah, I like, uh, John Wilkes Casey or, uh, <laughs> Lee Harvey Casey Wald. Or, uh, uh, no, I'm just naming assassins at this point. Um, no, I think that it's so fitting that you were calling her little Casey without even knowing that that was <laughs> inch by <laughs> inch digging this knife further and further into your own back, Derek. It is so funny. It is so funny that like you had no idea, which like, you know, I get, I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm sure every day there are people calling people things that they have no idea it's just building resentment that will one day be used against them. Okay, here are some good questions about kind of your your growth in between your challenge stints and things. Uh, Bethany says, what has helped you grow the most from your previous appearances on the challenge compared to this season on All-Stars? You look amazing, by the way, and congrats on the wedding and the baby. Oh, thank you. Um, honestly, I think it's been like the last like few years of just like, like, I think there was just, like, a really long time where I didn't give a shit about anything. Like, really intru- – like, I was just, like, down for a good time. And then when I, like, came back – when I came back and started going back to, like, get my bachelor's degree, like, I was late 20s. I, like, went from living in L.A. by myself, like, having the time of my life to, like, moving back in with my parents and then 
going back to college as like a, like an older student, non-traditional student is, is the nice term I think we use for ourselves. Um, but like going through that and realizing like all the things that I could accomplish when I applied myself and really like, like really tried to like get good grades and really tried to get like good internships and, and all these things. I just like, I never really like thought that I, like, I always just kind of thought I would, I was like, my strong suit was like being able to have a good time. Like, do you know what I mean? And so coming back and realizing all that, like was a huge thing and like, wow, like what if I applied myself to the challenge and like really, really gave it my all. And I wasn't afraid to fail at that. You know, because everything else up until this point, like that I have put myself, you know, out there for like it's it's been good. So if I do this on the challenge, like maybe like maybe I'll have some success. Like, who knows? Did you learn anything from becoming a Big Brother fan? Oh, my God. So much. Because this felt like very Big Brother E, the movie mentioned earlier, kind of offering yourself up as a pawn. And then this week felt very like head of household E to me, you know, like the the moving and the shaking and the making the most of it. And I kind of will remember this as being you have most of the time on the challenge. Like, I'll be honest, right? Like you remember the elimination and then like weeks go by. And like if you said like who had the power that week, you can never remember it. Right. And we will always remember who had the power this week. You know, it was Steve. No, I'm just kidding. It was you and Steve. And we will remember that. And and that's because of the way you guys handled it. And on Big Brother, I feel like that happens way more often. Like you remember when someone wastes their head of household week. It's so ridiculous when someone's ally goes home when they're the head of household. Things like that. And I feel like the challenge, like the people who have the power, it's so infrequently matters. It's more like when, no offense, Derek, but when, when Nehemiah was, went into elimination, he had as much of a say as you did and you won the thing and he lost, you know, he got to go against the guy he wanted to go against. So I I think that, you know, maybe from where I sit, I'm reading a little bit too much into it, but I feel like you guys handled this like a good big brother head of household week. So I wonder if that subconsciously was something that you had learned along the way from, from watching that, uh, incredibly long and grueling summer show? No, actually, well, I, like, there was a lot of things that I did in the house that I took from Big Brother. Like, I could tell you every single part of that house where there wasn't a camera, where nobody could see you talking to people. Um, and I'll, I could tell you every single spot in that house where, like, I would sit and listen to people or where I felt like people would, the best spots where people would come to me and talk to me about dumb shit, Right that's all big brother. But actually like as soon as I heard the words like life shield immediately, like I thought about survivor and like flushing the immunity idols. Yeah. I, yeah. Like that, that to me was like way more survivor, but I mean like most of the other shit was big brother too. Yeah. But it's like such a different gameplay than anybody on the challenge. It's like people don't, people on the challenge, like they respect like the physical aspect and like all these big, like, you know, physical dudes and stuff. And I have just always felt like you don't have to be the biggest and baddest. Like you can actually get by pretty damn far by like not being a fucking idiot. Hmm. This is a question from John. John says, if called back, would you do another season? And if so, what is your perception of whether Derek would seek retribution or not and why? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I would do another season, to be honest with you. Um, 
I don't know if I if if, if I found out Derek was going to be there, I'd probably just be like, nah, I, I can't. Um, oh, come oh on. my god, really? <laughs> what? She yeah. hasn't. She hasn't even told you guys about our about our our our, our cool text messages yet. She hasn't even told you about that. <laughs> no, but it's almost New Year. It's almost New Year's, Casey. Oh my you God, you're right. Be, you know what I want to be sending you? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> Wait, what are the no, text messages? What's the text messages? Never, so, she, like, no, you go. <laughs> She, she's got, she can't like, I think it was after either the first podcast we did when number 200, Casey was number 200. Coral was not number 200. Casey was number 200. Okay. Mm -hmm. Queen Casey was number 200. And I think after that, just, I think just maybe like catching up here and there about just random shit. Um, she was, she sent a, it's like words that create like this, like spectacle. Like, so when you put like happy new year, it like, you get all these like fireworks, yep. you know? Yeah. yeah and when yeah. you put like happy Kwanzaa, I think is one of them. Right. Casey. Yep. There's I, like, I don't know about, I don't know about Kwanzaa and there's one that's Sila Matt and I happy Chinese new year but, and happy new year. The, and then there's the pew pew. No, my favorite is the pew pew. So, uh, so honestly, <laughs> so when she got back from, or when she finally got her phone back from the show, when she was done filming, she texted me and said from the hotel, uh, that they were all staying at. And, um, uh, and she said, are you mad at me? And I sent back pew pew. You got me. And <laughs> I believe that's how it went. So, uh, I thoroughly appreciated the, Pew pew. Use it on all your friends, guys. Just it's P E W space P E W. You'll uh, you'll uh, this. It'll make this this podcast and oh, Casey's. Oh wow, that's move. cool! I just and, did it. And, and, yeah, oh, wow. and Casey's move even more memorable. Oh my god! Well, first For, of all, consider it a gift. Consider it a gift from Casey. I am sure uh, there it, are hundreds, if not thousands, of people listening to this, learning this now. I encourage you all yeah. to pause this, it, pick up your phone, and text someone so, in your life. Pew. So. Space pew. It is exhilarating. So that's why even like those things, Casey, I was just like, so when it happened, you guys are all like, you know, a lot of like the, you know, a lot of, a lot of, you know, the, you know, the Derek supporters, the Chad's maniacs are like, what the fuck? What the fuck? I was like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> I was like, what the fuck, dude? Um, so it was, I, I, you know, I, I joke around about how, you know, it, how it felt. I, I believe I've described it as, um, I believe I've described it as, uh, what's it called? Uh, when the night's watch killed, killed John snow. I've described it as, uh, 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 an ex-girlfriend slashing my tires and, and, and neither. And she, I've never experienced either. Um, and, uh, but now I think it's like, I, I feel like they all thought, it was like a big joke. Like we can play this joke on Derek. He can take it. Um, and then when I left, they're all fucking laughing about it. Um, but, but yeah, man. Um, yeah. Don't, don't be afraid to come back. I will not call you little Casey anymore. Okay. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, I don't know. Well, like I'm having a baby. I feel, I also right. I feel like get a new like strategy if I'm coming back too, right. You can't, I feel like, 
What um what well, can you tell what? us about the timeline of this baby? Are you uh, at liberty to say? Well, someone wrote in, um, Valerie says, was Casey pregnant during All-Stars 2? And if so, how did that affect her in challenges? Um, and so I think people are curious, now that you've announced on social media that you're pregnant, people are wondering, did you get pregnant before the show, on the show, during the show? Is that why you sent Derek home? No, I'm just kidding. Like, like you know what I mean? So, so But I, I want to know what you are at liberty to say or not say, given what you know may or may not be airing and whatnot. Um, I... I guess you'll have to tune in to find out. Tune in to find out when Casey gets pregnant and by who. Oh. We know that it's not no. Ryan Kehoe, Derek Chavez, or Derek Kaczynski, but there's a lot of people left in that. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, no, we, that doesn't. Can, that that timeline now, that timeline definitely doesn't make sense. We so. can talk about it uh, later, but um, people want to know, so I'm sure you'll be. I'm sure you'll be chatting it up. All right, Casey, anything else that you want to tell Derek or tell the Challenge Maniacs? Uh, I feel like this was great, and I feel like this was uh, pretty cathartic, if not for Derek, at least for myself, um, to hear you guys hash this out. And I think it's cool from where I sit that there seems to be, for the most part, no hard feelings. Um, and so anything else that you want to uh, put oh, out there oh, from this oh, movie? Hold on. I still think Casey's a dick for doing it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. I'm, but I mean, like, for instance, you, I mean, I think P, like we were, you know, Casey was joking about how this was going to be awkward. Her but coming I'm also the happy for her. I'm also happy for her because I feel like this, this was something like you always wanted and you, you know, you did it and it was a, it was a huge move and it's a memorable move. And it was probably arguably the biggest move in from all stars one and two, um, from the way Scott describes it. So are right. I'm curious. I'm curious if this is going to be nominated for moment of the year at the challenge mania award, Scott. I mean, a thousand percent. Like literally when, when you guys, when, so Scott, Scott, (laughs) when you said that Derek was fine, if I came on the podcast, like I was thinking about that, I was like, Oh my God, like could, could I be like up for, I think I'm not going to lie. Like I'm trying to think what did Tori get engaged this year? Like this will probably win. Uh, moment of the year, if I had to guess, oh, based on irony alone. Obviously, so we're not gonna we're, we're not gonna do the nomination till after season two finishes airing. But I would say I'm like trying to rack my brain of like moments on either season of regular challenge and all stars and this. Like I, I would say this is probably one of, if not the favorites, to win that category of moment of the year. Um, and maybe even if there's a new category about like best move or something like that. Um, I mean, I think this is gonna be up there for sure. So. I'm um, like I'm gonna campaign for this. Like I just want you to, like hard. Oh like, yeah. This well, is. I, I think you 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 would be well served too. But also, <laughs> well, even if saying, you never said a word is, about it, I think is, you're the favorite. You know, Casey, you don't understand. Like this is on top of that. Like this is Scott's favorite type of move. Like like probably manifested it himself. All right, D. Speaking of manifesting stuff, I feel like I manifested us getting Honey as a sponsor. And I'll tell you why. Because years before we even did Challenge Mania, Lindsay and I were doing Honey. We were using Honey all the time when we shop online. Because we all shop online. We've all seen that promo code field. It taunts us at checkout. But thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past. And it's been a thing in the past for us for years. Honey's a free browser extension that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. It's the holiday 
holiday season, it is time to shop for gifts, and there is no better time to stack honey onto your browser and be using it every single time. Trust me, around the holidays, there's a ton of deals too. When you check out, Honey button drops down. All you got to do is click apply, apply coupons. If Honey finds a working coupon, you'll watch the prices drop. We've saved thousands of dollars over the years. I can't even talk. We have saved thousands of dollars over the years. Trust me, they've found over 17 million members, over $2 billion in savings, including Lindsay and I. And every holiday season, we save more and more and more. If you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out on free savings. It's free and installs in seconds. By getting it, you're also supporting the podcast while doing yourself a solid. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash mania. That's joinhoney.com slash mania. All right, back with Casey Cooper. No, I, 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 I mean it when I say that, like, I wish it happened to anyone else, but I mean, Derek's on the podcast with me every week complaining about not just on all stars, but like on the regular season of the challenge where every week it's like, oh, it's this person against the other person that like should go in. And it's like, and never once does someone just like, wait a minute, that dude who's really awesome is going in already. Why don't we throw in another dude who's really awesome? Like no one ever does that. And it's just so, and on Survivor, as you mentioned, Casey, it happens all the time, you know, on Big Brother, not so much. You can have like very formulaic seasons of Big Brother from time to time. But like on this season of Survivor, for instance, a couple of weeks ago, this, this woman, Shan, who was playing this great game, got, you know, very similar type of, you know, precision based move to take Shan out that involved like some of her allies and some of the people that she was going against. And like, and, and it's very fulfilling as a viewer, not when it's your friend and your buddy who you love so much, as much as I love Derek, I want to make that clear. Love Derek. Um, love Casey. I wish, you love it, Steve. I wish it would have been anyone else, but as a viewer, this was like peak TV for me. So <laughs> I think you're definitely, a, I'm probably going to vote for it. Um, but, um, <laughs> We'll see a lot of a lot of game to be played on spies, lies, and allies. So who knows? Maybe uh, I might have spoke too soon. Maybe this week or next week, someone is going to do the same thing to CT or to uh, you know who else left in there, Tory or someone like that. But we've had a season of spies, lies, and allies where so far I don't want to speak too soon. So far, uh, Tory, CT, Casey, Nelson. None of these people who I would argue are like some of the best players on the season have had to even go into an elimination. I don't even think any of them have gotten votes along the way. So um, Nani. So I I just I I, it's it's a nice change of pace here. And I thank you for doing it, Casey. Um, And it's and as Derek said, it's like, you know, it's fun to see someone like yourself be the person uh, who pulls off a move like this, because I don't think that you're someone who was on people's radar as being someone who is capable of this. And now you certainly are. So you are not going to be sneaking up on many people after this, my friend, but I think that that's fine. Right. I feel like sometimes after years of people not thinking that you had it in you, it feels good to maybe have people seeing, seeing you coming from a, a mile away from time to time. Right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So mastermind of the year, Casey Cooper over here. Maybe we have a new category. And you got to give her credit for the white dress and everything. She was like, now was this technically after Labor Day? We might need to check the tape because that's not okay. It was not good. Good. In real time. Then it counts. And a little foreshadowing with the wedding. Oh man. Listen, we're having this interview the day after her wedding and it was actually my red wedding. It was her white wedding. It was my red wedding. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that is pretty baller. She's like, hey, um, I'm like, hey, can you come on the podcast? Her first thing was, oh, my God, is Derek OK with that? Or like <laughs> if Derek's fine with it, I'm like, yeah, he is. And then her next thing was like, OK, any day but Sunday, I'm getting married. Like, 
she's like, she's like, yeah, I, she's like, she's like, yeah, I can totally do the podcast. Just like, tell me when, just like, can't be. And I think I like, I, I think I like didn't know exactly what day it was. So I was like, I think I almost like threw out the day. She was like, she was like, no, I just can't do that day. I'm getting married, but I can do literally the next day. Which is great. Like none of that. Like you know, oh, I need a week. I need three weeks. I need to decompress. Like, you know what I mean. Some people, you ask, like, hey, can you do this? So like, oh, you know what? I've got this thing, and then I'm gonna have like a week of thinking about the thing, and then after that, I'm gonna have another thing, and then. But so maybe like, I mean, there's we just like people literally have been doing this podcast for four years. We haven't had on yet. So, um, anything else you want to put out there, Casey? Besides starting your campaign now for moment of the year, anything else? Um, no, I mean, not really. I'm just, I'm going to tease for the next time that you guys have me on. Um, Derek and I can talk about how Derek sent me to jail. Um, and that's a good episode. She's so good. (laughs) She is too good. And on top of that, can we, uh, call this moment Derek and Casey's red wedding? (laughs) What about the assassination of Derek Kaczynski by the coward Casey Cooper? No, she's not a coward. She's a fucking killer. But there's a movie, The Assassination of Jesse James by the Coward, uh, whatever his name is. Uh, I think we're not by the, we're not giving Casey enough credit. When it's we call just a, a movie. It's a movie title. Okay, so The Assassination of Derek Kaczynski by the mastermind and newly married, <laughs> minted. Now we know who, who was carrying we'll West all those choose. years. We'll let Casey choose. But I think Derek and Casey's Red Wedding is pretty good. I like the queen's speech instead of the king's speech. Ooh, the queen's you know, speech. You even all of the speech, damn it. Um, let me ask her, is there a Britney mm. Spears song that we could work in here, being that Britney had such a big part of your win? Um, the, is assassination, there... the assassination of Derek Kaczynski by Casey Cooper. <laughs> I feel like there's something in there with, I'm trying to think something with Case, catching a case, uh, something like that. Uh, Britney's what, what about a Britney Spears song? What about she? Uh, <laughs> I, I feel like it would have to be lucky though. Like the one song that like I like had chosen as my answer just because I lucked out big time in, I feel like in this whole thing, like this was really the perfect storm. It was a lot of luck. Lucky. Well, I can, I can summarize this entire thing in only Britney Spears songs. Ready? I'm going to try. Ready? So this all started because Derek is a womanizer. And no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, 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 no. But what happened was she said, Derek, if you call me, if, 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 if you call me little Casey, baby, one more time. Oops. <laughs> I did it again, said Derek. And she said, I'm going toxic. I'm going to turn into a criminal. I'm going to work, bitch. And every time I want to go. I'm just reading Britney Spears things right now. You're going to hold it against me. Don't make me. I'm not a girl, not yet a woman, but don't let me be the last to know. Boom, boom. Casey is now stronger. Look at that. Boom. All and, and Britney songs. Said, but I feel so overprotected with all of these life shields. There you go. And they're not even his life shields as he came to find <laughs> out the wrong way. And by the end of the week, he was having a slumber party with his friends and family back in West Virginia. Boom. I made it back for football season, Casey. Little man's football season. You're welcome. Yeah, <laughs> you do. <too. laughs> um, and what was the last thing I was going to say? Shit. Uh, fuck, I lost it. Um, oh, yeah. I never heard the story I, about when you went to uh, jail. And uh, just as sorry as I am for uh, the little Casey comments. Holy shit. 
Let's end it on that, yeah. Scott. Next podcast um, with Casey, probably early in the new year. We will talk Challenge Mania Awards. Maybe hopefully we're presenting what? some to her. And we will talk about the jail and we will talk about the baby. Sound oh, good? Man. <laughs> Let's really round that out there. Yeah, yeah oh, hold yeah. on. Listen, no, listen. <laughs> Awards, I, jail, yeah. babies. Tune in. Yeah, and congrats on, on getting married and yeah, uh all the all the health possible to you and the baby and uh and your family, Casey. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yes, thank you, Casey. Appreciate it. All right, there we go, D. Casey Cooper, pew, pew. You learn something new every day. I had no idea. That is pretty cool. I'm be texting people that every day. <laughs> and there's more. If you do congratulations. I know about uh, correct congratulations and happy birthday and all that with the balloons. Oh. But I didn't know about the pew, pew. Yeah. My, my, the other one is, 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 I believe, Selamat. Selamat? I don't know exactly what they mean. Happy Chinese New Year. That's a good one. And happy New Year, too. So what'd you think of that, D? A lot of information that you didn't even know about uh, coming out on this podcast. It, you know, it's it's all it all, and the reason why I like you know doing the podcast and and getting all the stories. And she did such a great job explaining her strategies, um, how she's trying to protect herself. Like this is like this isn't just a big move for her. Um, she also explained like how other people. Um, sort of fell in this trap, you know, how they were used, how these players were, how she used the other players to make the game move happen. Um, and for me, I think that if I would have reached out to a few people and played the game with my brain rather than with my, I don't know, stubbornness, then, you know, maybe I would have you know, live to see Steve in a future elimination. But I didn't. They got me. They well, got she's me saying good. you were actually further from it than you. Like, you were beating yourself up on our last podcast. I encourage people to listen to that. We kind of broke this whole thing down, just the two of us. And you said that you thought if you had done a little bit more politicking <sighs> that you would have been able to sway a couple of votes and make it happen. Turns out, though, that, like, you weren't a couple votes away. You were more than that because, like, the Letarians and the John A's of the world were only voting that way for appearances sake. Because they knew it wouldn't affect the vote. That's what she's claiming. We can ask them, but yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, again, like, it, like, like this is why things change in the challenge almost to the very last second. Like, you could think it's going one way, but the second you give people time to go politic, to go strike a deal, to go talk to somebody, then it's like, like, it, it, like I could have very easily been like. I, I could have gotten emotional with some people. You know what I mean? She's talking about acting like, uh, you know, she's talking about John A sort of playing a, uh, you know, really keeping it down the middle because if I come back, I'd know who she voted, but it just didn't make sense to me that John A would go against the grain. Um, yeah, but now you're finding out she's part of this alliance, canned ham or whatever, or canned meat. Yeah, but that's but that's only you know like she still needs other people. You know what I'm saying? Like John A and MJ and Darrell went against the grain. Like it's seven to three. Now what are you doing? You're not with the team. So why would John A go? I'm not working with all these people. Yeah, because I'm, I'm, my point is she's not. She 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 is telling Casey, hey, I'm just doing this so Derek. You know, there's no hard feelings with Derek. 
if it comes down to me, I'll yeah, do what, what you want me to do. But what are you telling everybody? But what are you telling everybody else? That I just voted for Derek just so I, he, he wouldn't be mad at me? So what's that telling everybody else? You know, it's like, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, th- I think, I think you flat out picked the side here. Like th- this was, this was, I think, a big vote. And and you know, we can ask Johnny that. You're right. Yeah, we're gonna ask. Um, and you're, you're due for a phone call with her anyway. Maybe we could ask, or maybe save for the podcast. I don't know. You tell me. We will definitely save it for the podcast. All right, save it for the podcast. Just talk business. We'll talk. We'll go personal, personal conversations, personal. And then we'll do game talk, the, the, have game conversations about the game on the podcast because we know clearly with everything that happened with Casey that any, all the personal pew pews and th- this and that and, you know, coffees, it, it, it didn't matter. It didn't matter. Yeah. Well, you know what matters? This Saturday coming up, December the 18th, we have our last show of the year. We're going out in style. I'm going to ask Darrell. I'm going to ask Janelle. I'm going to ask Kendall. They were there for at least one more week after this. And we're going to ask. We're going to find out where where they stood, where they think everyone really stood. And we're going to get their reactions to this live on stage. Might have to ask you to leave the room for this to get their real takes. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. You guys will be there. You guys can say hi to everybody. Meet everybody at the meet and greet and then at the show. Get your questions ready. You can live uh, walk around the live mic and we'll get some Q&A going for the end of the show. Uh, we have a really fun time at these. We've got St. Louis coming up on the 29th of January, but that one's sold out already. So hopefully we'll have more stuff for you guys in the new year. Challenge Mania Awards, as we said, that'll all be going down over at patreon.com slash challenge mania. So no better time of year to become a maniac level patron to vote. Uh, and be a part of that. And if you want to be a part of the nominations committee for January, you're going to want to be a Savage level patron. You can help us pick the nominees, and we'll have more news on that in the coming weeks. So, all right, D, I'll get you out of here. Go take a couple Poppin' Barkley capsules, and I have need a good some night. more. I'm worried. I'm running out. Yeah. Well, you got the you got the uh, the oils and the bombs and the tinctures until you get the capsules back. But uh, no, no, those are all gone. I got the gym to keep my oh, stress you're, levels you're down. All gone. That's it. Oh wow, that's it. Yeah, I'm at like got like six more in there. Got to really ration myself here. All right. Well, enjoy your nights, and I'll give you the last word as always. Um, nothing. Just excited to uh, see everybody at uh, Challenge Mania Live San Francisco. Like you said, we have a blast. <laughs> Sounds like there's going to be a lot of people there, Scott. So, you know, it's the eve of Christmas. If you're in the San Francisco area and or if you're still, you know, thinking about Christmas gifts and presents, I mean, uh, maybe you take the drive down. Say, fuck it, like Casey did. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Say, fuck it, like Casey did. All right, guys, this ends your time here on Challenge Mania. Take care of yourselves, and hopefully we'll see you in the future. The Challenge Mania shop is open. Head over to challengemania.shop today for the best way to support the podcast while looking good doing it. New designs and items added every few weeks. Maniacs, time to mobilize. Check out challengemania.shop today.